Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Barn Burner Podcast Network on whatever platform you get your podcasts. When we first started recording podcasts, we didn't know how to get them distributed to all the common places where you find shows like ours. There were just so many options, and the instructions weren't always the easiest to follow. Then we found Anchor. Anchor allows us to record our shows directly through their app and edit them right then and there, which allows us to avoid the cumbersome process of uploading our shows in several different stages and then trying to distribute them across platforms. Honestly, Anchor does all the heavy lifting for us, which allows us to focus on what we do best, create content for you, the fans. Download the Anchor app today, and you too can get started on your way to building a brand. Hey everyone, this is Zach from the Barnburner Podcast Network. And if you've ever thought about making a podcast but don't know how to get started, we have the answer for you. Do like we do and use Anchor. Anchor is by far the easiest way to make and record a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place and is totally free. Ever wonder how to get your podcast listed on other platforms like Google, Apple, or Spotify? You don't have to worry about it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard everywhere by everyone. Also, the coolest part is that you can easily make money from your podcast through listener support and easy ads just like this one. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. At last, the Bond Burner Podcast Network does episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Welcome back to In the Can, man. You haven't been here since we had all our special effects, all of our pizzazz. Uh, you know, we actually Blowing brought in my mind. Yeah, we brought in JJ Abrams and the 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 uh, effects team to come in and do all the effects for the Bar Murder Podcast I'm Network. Slightly so, blinded by the lens flare flare right now. You will have no plot in this podcast. Uh, you only have MacGuffins, and you'll be blinded by lens flares. Exactly. <laughs> So we're talking uh, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker, which came out four months ago. And you might be asking yourself, Chief, why didn't you do this movie when it first came out? I mean, after all, you're a big Star Wars fan. And, and this was perhaps the culmination of your entire childhood uh, in one movie. Well, I don't know the answer to that myself. And, and really, I, I find myself here after having watched it on home video for the, the third time. I've seen it totally. I felt compelled to do the podcast eventually. And I was like, I have to talk about this. I talked about it the last shout out for two hours. So here we are. Brett, it's been a long time since you've been on the show. What have you been doing besides being a father? Uh, that's number one. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Kylo Ren Harrell is doing well. Hmm. He uh, he has not exhibited any force sensitivity yet, but um, it was weird. He he was when uh, uh, the, the Last Jedi came out. It was hmm. like, oh, and I was seeing like everybody with force sensitivity, and then all of a sudden... Rise of Skywalker came out, and then nobody had any force sensitivity besides uh, one or two people in the universe. Yeah. So yeah, it was weird. I was really pumped, and now I'm not. So. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like my dreams too. Like when Last Jedi was out, I was like, "Wow, I could do anything." You know, the world of Star Wars has opened up, and here we are in, in another in another realm. You know, Star Wars has been escalated to a certain level of material, and and now I find myself right back in uh, Jar Jar Binks's asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's we're like headed into a recession right now, so I think the only jobs that are going to be available are working for the uh, first order or the final order or whatever it is these days. So I'm kind of worried that he's going to end up as a stormtrooper. It's it's something I'll have to watch out for, you know. You got to watch out. Here's the thing: the only thing that could get me to watch this movie was a literal pandemic, uh, and, and it happened. <laughs> so I was stuck at home, and Disney released a movie early on streaming, and someone messaged me and was like, "Hey, it's out." You know, I was like, "Oh, fuck it." You know, that's basically my attitude these days. Uh, besides obviously be safe, stay home, you know, social separation and all that. I'm, I'm a big advocate of that, but also like when it comes to watching movies right now, I'm just like consuming, you know, I'm consuming content. So when this came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, pour myself a, a nice, I've been drinking a lot of tea, made myself a delicious tea with some honey in there, turn on the movie on a Sunday morning, just sit down and really watch it. 
and I found myself really bored, man. Like I was just really bored <laughs> watching this movie. And, and if, if I can say anything about it from the get go, it's that like a movie that's full of special effects and CGI and and what planet hopping and what should be purported excitement really doesn't. It's really not that exciting. You're just kind of like watching a video game, and, and that's that's I think what something that a lot of reviewers said when it first came out. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts after you walked out of the Rise of Skywalker? The first time you saw it. And let me preface this too. I was, you, you did. You, I sent you a text and I said, you want to do this podcast? And you said, well, I, I was, he said, I need to watch this movie again. I've only seen it the once. And I was like, well, you can borrow my Apple ID. And you said, well, I wasn't planning on taking my blood pressure medicine today, uh, but I will, um, which I think is an apt explanation of where you come from this headspace. But, but come on, g- give it to me right now. Give me your thoughts on this movie. Honestly, all of my disappointment and frustration came out with all the leaks that came out prior to the going to see it. So I, I do not ever explore those things prior to the movies that I've seen, like none of the Marvel ones. I didn't read any, anything that was leaked or anything. I don't really pay attention because I want to see the movie. I want to be a fanboy, be excited, but it was so hard to avoid with this one. And, and like you always see the titles or you see the things on YouTube, the videos that say uh, leaked and it's awful and stuff like that. I could not resist clicking on it this time around. And so I was, I was disappointed before the movie even came out. I was disappointed walking into the theater. I was disappointed during the movie. Uh, it kind of made it so that I could watch it and be like, oh, this is just an enjoyable, this is like uh, Ready Player One. You know, it's, there's just a shit ton of shit being thrown at me. I'll enjoy it while it's lasting and I'm not going to think for another minute on it afterwards. So uh, I, all my, honestly, all my disappointment was before the movie came out and it did not break that expectation. I will say that. A shit ton of shit should be on the poster. And it, <laughs> it's like, so you knew the plot, I guess. So you, you were, I, I read a bunch of plot reviews or what, or a bunch of like uh, spoilers about it as well before it came out. And I, I knew the plot as well. Like I'd seen it. I didn't know if that was the right, obviously, until you actually see the movie. And then you realize that it was, you know, 100% right. Yeah. But it, it was, yeah. to me, it was not only the, the, the plot itself, like when you read a plot, like a treatment, you're like, okay, what if this is well done, then so be it, you know, but it just, it also wasn't well done. You know, it, I didn't want, re- Oh, the acting will save it. Oh, the effects will save seeing it play out on screen. will save it. Yeah. Or whatever. Insert whatever, you know, what the, the, you know, once you plug the actors in, like you said, like, and we all, all we read was just a story treatment, not even like a script or anything like that. So uh, one thing I will say though, I was worried about from the get go I mean, J.J. Abrams is not like a notably good director. He's he's good at what he does, which is like a bunch of frantic action. And he's he's good at kind of controlling sets of a bunch of things going on. He's a good like manager. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a great like manager of a company or whatever. But you know, people seem to really respect him in the industry and all that. But when it comes down to it, his movies don't really have a lot of heart to him. You know, the biggest criticism of Force Awakens was that it was just kind of a, re- a regurgitation of everything. Uh, and it was effective, well done. It didn't fuck anything up. But in not fucking anything up, that's really all it had to do, right? It had to not fuck things up. Uh, and it makes me wonder who they made the movie for, honestly, as I sit back and think about it. Like, who did they make this movie for? If if the definition was to not fuck it up, who did they make this movie for? Because they fucked it up. Yeah, that's, you're, that's a big right? thing, right? I mean, it's like, uh, and I think we need to get into this right now. It's like how, how this how this movie came about. And how the other the trilogy was supposedly made, you know, there's all this discussion about how they all got together in like a conference room or whatever and wrote out kind of the general outline for where they wanted things to go, you know, and so they had all the plot and the characters and where they wanted to go from A to point B. And, to point and they C. forgot to call uh, Kevin Feige. Yeah, that's he's like the king of this, man. He really is like he, he would be a fantastic sort of uh <laughs> He, he would be a fantastic person to have in charge of this whole thing. Also, we can get interactions here. Let me get. Uh, let me get Sean here. My boy Sean Sigler says, best movie in the Skywalker saga. Uh, I, I do know that uh, he's totally trolling me right now because he's heard me on my high horse uh, many a time <laughs> about this. And, and in fact, saw me like days after I saw it for the first time in literal tears almost because my childhood was ruined. And I'm not going that far. Look, what I don't want to do on this podcast is the reverse Last Jedi thing, which is where like all those people just shit on the movie because they didn't understand what art is. And they they told they told everyone that liked it that they were stupid and that that wasn't Star Wars. So I don't want to do the reverse here, but I do want to kind of like mm-hmm. figure out what makes this movie. And not I work. wouldn't, 
I like to call Sean the Sigler Wiggler because he just dangles the bait out there, but we are yeah. not going to bite. So no. you get out of here, Sigler Wiggler. Yeah. You, you, Brett and Sean are really close. So uh, I'm going to definitely take that nickname from here. Hey, yo, he says. Let me get him up here. All right. So while I Sean's watching, I I, interact with these comments. Yeah, well, you could you can verbally interact. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. All right. So the way the way that I think that this all came about, and and at least in my knowledge of it, did I just steamroll your, your thought train like the uh, holdo maneuver? Did I just pull a holdo maneuver on your train of thought? You did. Train? You pulled a holdo maneuver. Uh, but let me just light speed skip right out of that bitch and continue to my point. Uh, so force awakens was written, you know, and then they, they, uh, they started directing it in 2014 for a 2015 release. Ryan Johnson, when he was writing the episode eight script, when he, he was writing the episode eight script in 2014, before the force awakens was released. So he, all he had to go on was the force awakens script and dailies, which are like, daily shots from the filming of the force awakens. Mm -hmm. He didn't actually see a completed film. And more importantly, he didn't see, hear any backlash or love from the force awakens. He wrote episode eight from purely what he thought should happen next. And purely based on like just the story uh, without any fans mm -hmm. involved. Then episode eight comes out, which I, you know, you could like or hate the story decisions, but it was an honest sequel uh, and it was a certain vision and it, he, he went forward with it. Uh, and it was a, definitely a sequel and felt like a continuation of episode seven, which I thought set up a lot of great characters. And then Ryan Johnson said, okay, what is some, what is the worst possible things that can happen to these people individually? And let me challenge them in the worst ways. So then he does his move. And then we see all the fan backlash. We see not my Luke Skywalker, you know, like, uh, all the, I mean, you know, I, I really can't remember all of the various things were said about it, but it was, I think it was mostly centered around Luke, I, I think, uh, but, but you know the litany of Last Jedi backlash happened, and and that all happened in the the, the December of 2017. Right around then, uh, they fired the writer director original Colin Trevorrow of Episode Nine, which they had had set for a long time. And Colin Trevorrow himself had begun writing a script and had already turned it in a year in advance, uh, only reading the Last Jedi script and then also seeing Last Jedi dailies in, in the same way that Ryan Johnson wrote his script. So he wrote a very honest episode nine that was a direct continuation of episode eight without any fan backlash. But once the studio started to see more fan backlash and also once Carrie Fisher passed away tragically and they couldn't involve her in the plot. And I think they were having trouble cracking the story. Shout out to you, Princess Leia or Princess Forever, unless we're going to CGI your corpse into a movie. Uh, a whole nother thing. Uh, and, and so then, so then you have the studio come in and say like, okay, we're going to bring this guy in JJ. He's going to do whatever we want. He's going to be our corporate shill and we're, and he's going to pander to the fans. So when you ask who is this movie for, not, it's not for fans. I don't think, I think it is for those Reddit, those really loud people on Reddit that hated the last Jedi or the fat guy with, with the beard and like has muffin crumbs in his beard. And, uh, you know, he, he's at home right now watching the Warcraft live action movie over and over and over. Um, you, you didn't think you were going to get that reference here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think that's where we are now. And that's what we got is a movie that pandered completely to, to a very specific section of fans that don't even, and I think represent Star Wars at large. But the one thing I want to ask you is, do you think that, have you talked to anyone that just like really liked this movie that was like, that was really great and, and honestly meant it? Or I've heard some, it, it corrected the last Jedi and I've heard some people say they liked it more than the last Jedi. Okay, that's fine, but I still don't believe that they liked it. If that makes sense, you know, I don't know if you can honestly like look me in the eye if I shoot you up with some true serum or use the force and probe your mind. There's no way that you can look me in the eye and say like that was a really good movie. I, I don't know. What do you think? I think that I happen to work with a more diverse set of people than you do because there were people in my office who said they enjoyed the movie. Uh, and I don't believe that those people have been watching. Like, I don't think they watched the original trilogy when they were seven, eight, nine years old. I don't think that they had the toys prior to the Phantom Menace. I don't think that they had Star Wars in their lives or in their hearts prior to those, the sequel or the prequel trilogy coming out. So I did hear that feedback uh, and I held my tongue. I very nicely told them that I did not agree. Hmm. And uh, 
but yeah, there were some people out there uh, who I think actually enjoyed the movie, but they weren't looking for the conclusion of the Luke Skywalker saga. They were looking for Disney's next big thing that they could mindlessly zone out to. Sure. I mean, and, and going back to another comment that Sean goes, I wish this was an Avengers movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and he's also trolling me there too. Really, this is the Sean Sigler uh, troll fest. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's not wrong, right? I mean, th- th- this movie does feel maybe a little more marvel than the rest of the Star Wars movies. And that's kind of what I always thought was a very distinct difference. But also the Marvel movies just did it better. I mean, if you're looking for a spectacle, that like is coherent and feels fun and is funny mm. and you like the characters that this movie isn't even that. I mean, I don't even I, think it's fun or necessarily funny. I, I like it, it. It has a lot of jokes. It's not. Uh, yeah. It's not. It, it has a lot of jokes uh, and, and it's trying. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it requires, I, the thing is the I, jokes require a lot of like, you knowing the characters and their history. So it's yeah. like, it's not even like necessarily like the, the Marvel movies, which are, could be just quippy and you're like, okay, get it. Mm-hmm. Snarky guy with, with nerdy guy and okay, well, I get the dynamic. Yeah, I think that the Avengers actually ruined me in 2019 for movies like this because it 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 was like the ultimate catharsis. They succeeded so well hmm. in setting up that story and building up years and years and years, and the culmination was totally worth it. I could not have been happier coming out of Endgame and seeing it seven more times after that. Like it, it's just. It's a bunch of different movies like this movie had to be as well, but it does it each little movie in there. You wanted to see what happened next. You enjoyed what was happening. Mm-hmm. The right characters were making the jokes. It wasn't like C-3PO saying, great job, terrible job. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't BS like that. Mm-hmm. And that uh, it, I honestly think that that ruined me towards this movie because I had low expectations going into it and it did not deliver the same sort of f- the feels that, Avengers was able to do and the way they wrapped up that series so perfectly granted 19 but, movies, you know, 1920 movies. Yeah. They had a lot more setup time um, and a consistent producer, just yeah. consistent. Idea there was a vision. There was a clear the vision. Yeah. Like yeah. A, and, and a lot of discussion about this movie you hear. And one thing so I was you're saying about, they just needed the vision. I thought C3PO yeah. played the role of the Android. They needed, this. yeah, they needed Paul Bettany to come in and just like be that one character in here. And, and, and C3PO just put a brick mm-hmm. wall behind him and get him doing some stand up in this movie, right? Like he needs like a like a freaking mm-hmm. cup of coffee and a brick wall, and then he's like a stand up, and yet at the same time he's supposed to be the 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 heart jerk moment. Oh yeah, I'm taking one last look at my friends mm. who have been making fun of me this entire movie, mm. treating me like shit. Yeah. And who I don't really know, right? Like how yeah. how well does he really know Ray? Or like, I mean, you know, like I like mm-hmm. didn't spend any time with her in episode seven or eight, and then at all, and then yeah. like I don't even know if he'd met her, and then like so what? He's like been on a he few did. event, yeah, he I did because he had a red arm when. Oh no, she was stolen. Dang, I don't oh. know if they've actually met, but no, he's yeah. a, she's apparently a good friend because we, the audience, are supposed to believe that they're <laughs> yeah. good friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and one thing that you listen to in I watched the making of documentary, which is pretty fascinating, and it's not good, but it's fascinating. And the one thing that I particularly enjoyed or hated, depending on how you look at it, was that Adam Driver was talking about how the first when he first got the role, he was he was told the arc by JJ, kind of like where JJ wanted the character of Kylo Ren to go, and that JJ envisioned Kylo Ren as being the reverse Vader. So he would start as like a really unsure of himself, not solidified, sort of teetering on good or bad, and then morph his way into the ultimate villain, you know, the opposite of Vader, who was the ultimate villain Mm -hmm. and then had retribution. But that's not what we got here. What we got was the same thing as Vader that just started a little weaker, right? Like he ultimately does the exact same thing Vader does. He redeems himself in almost the exact same way. He literally like, I mean, fights the emperor. Like, I mean, it's quite literally the exact same thing. And... Because of that, I don't even think that this was ever the intention. I don't even think this was ever the intention for Kylo uh, or Rey. I think that, that they've sort of pulled that out of their ass now, like we had this whole arc. I don't think that was at all. And the reason I really don't think that is because, I mean, Rey being a Palpatine, Kylo, you know, uh, redeeming himself, all of those little, well, not little, but major decisions now, which totally affect the canon, weren't set up at all in 7 or 8, right? There was never any point where... It was set up that Ray would be a Palpatine or that the Emperor was still around, you know, like whatsoever. Uh, and, mm. and you don't just 
drop that bomb in, in the third movie of a trilogy unless you either just came up with it or, or J.K. Rowling. Or your Jackie Rowling, yeah. Uh, but she, hell, I mean, she did, all, you know, in rewatching all the Harry Potters recently, I mean, you got like, you know, Horcrux in book two, you know, and like, uh, and, and oh, so you, no, we're talking extended universe Harry Potter. I would never besmirch. Yeah, I was about to say, what are you doing? Here? Yeah, okay. I would never besmirch the main line. No, all of the, the main line. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we're not flashing sideways here, like season eight of Lost. <laughs> yeah exactly like the island fucking morphed somewhere so I, I don't know i don't know where this came from i don't know what like the plot was but I, I do know that there was there was a lot paid off but nothing was set up so that to me tells me they just like didn't know what to do they reacted totally to the fans and ended up kind of controverting all of the themes that they set up in seven and eight your family doesn't matter you can be powerful no matter where you come from a stormtrooper can change sides and then just ruthlessly kill all of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, suddenly he's forced. Whatever, but but I do want to kind of get into the plot elements. Uh, but before I end, I kind of want to give you like a verbal and and visual reference of how I felt uh, after watching this. Try to watch that and not laugh. Like I, 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 that, that was the uh, that was the uh, the prompt when I pulled it off YouTube. I was like, <laughs> uh, it was like try to watch this and not laugh. I have never <laughs> seen that uh, tied together like that. I, I also know. didn't know that you voiced Boss Nas, but I could totally see you yeah. uh, doing that. Yeah, for sure. You the gun gun guy. One of my first gigs. <laughs> one of my first gigs in the biz, as they say. Uh, <laughs> They brought on like a 10-year-old Sam to set, and I just was just boss. Yeah. It All right. So, you know, given that this could very well turn into just a poop fest on this movie, <laughs> I, I did want to start out with the things things that I liked. So, but before, mm -hmm. we'll just kind of trade and off. And I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer Sean Sigler's question. Yeah. Yeah. In here. He said the favorite part of the movie outside of Adam Driver. So, so we'll get to it, Sigler Wiggler. Yeah, yeah. Favorite part of the movie outside Adam Driver. That was a question that Sean asked. Yeah. Uh, we, so we'll uh, talk about the positives. I, I so I did like at the very beginning of the film when Kylo is on Mustafar. Do you know he's on Mustafar? By the way, the, I mean, the, I did. Every single yeah, positive through, through research. Exactly. So every single positive oh, element that I'll talk about is usually followed by it's like a constant backhand compliment. I'm like, I like that, but mm -hmm. you know, how the fuck is I supposed to know he was on Mustafar? Um, <laughs> the, the idea of him going to Mustafar is he cool. had the high ground. You couldn't tell. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. The, Ewan McGregor, they brought him on set for one day just to say that line, but and they paid him like a million dollars. But did you know that uh, Wedge is his uncle? I did know that. Okay. Well, come on, dude. Come, who, who are you talking to? I don't know. Did you know that? Warm up question. Yeah. Did you know that Jar Jar is uh, Liam Neeson's brother? The, the alien Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah. The Gungan. Yeah. Not no, the actor that. that played Jar Jar. Well, the more you know. Uh, I, I did like Kylo killing those natives. I thought that was a fake uh, clue, but I must have been mistaken. All right. There's only, <laughs> there's only one thing to do. <laughs> Mute me. I wish I wish I'd known about this new technology that you have. Here. Oh man, queued uh, up my favorite. That's why I told you, man. I need like a response uh, gift. What's your favorite? Um, well, I like I like when Anakin's voice is dubbed over anything. Like, I'll try spinning. That's a good move. That's a like, good trick. <laughs> it's a good trick. Uh, I love that. Are you an angel? <laughs> uh, speaking of Anakin on Tatooine, I got this other gym for you. You ready to head into this? God. Storm's coming up, Annie. You better get home quick. <laughs> the old lady with dreads on Tatooine. Uh, oh, I think I sent that to you as a gift. Probably. One time. That's, oh yeah, that's my favorite. So, okay. Kylo fighting natives on Mustafar. I like that. He's like violent at the beginning. He's angry. He's like killing all these guys. It's a badass moment. Mm -hmm. There's a wide shot after he's killed them all where he's standing there breathing heavily and like littered with bodies behind him. That was cool. Like I, it was cut weird. It, it was like, I, I, like it was like slow motion and cutting mm. weird. It was like clearly they cut out a lot of the fight and just like edited piecemeal edited this film together. 
and, and I will say that I know that right after that moment when he fights all those dudes and he's like, uh, then all of a sudden he pushes open a fucking concrete tomb and yeah, pulls out kind of a and, and, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And like, you have no idea what's going on and you just want to like, you want it to end right off the bat. But so there's a, a point in the book and then one of the, it does end. They reveal the big baddie right at that time. Yeah. So like, obviously it's and you know, the movie, happened. right? Yeah. And minute six. So they had originally him confronting this character called the Oracle, like in a, in a, like a, the matrix. The lake. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a crossover. No, but it was like this, it was this alien on top of a giant baby's head and it like came out of the water and like Kylo talked to it and it like told him where to find the way. You just said an alien on top of a baby's head. Uh, what looks to be a giant infant's head. Yeah. Like a, like a weird looking infant, like human infant. So and it's like the, the notion is that this alien sucking a baby's on, the head on an alien. Oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And it's just like yeah. real dark shit and weird, you know? And they were like, they were going mm -hmm. fully into the weird. And then I think at some point the producers were like, no, 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 this needs to be the same shit you've always seen. And JJ was like, wait a minute, like we want to make a sequel here. You know, after all, we got all this money. Let's, let's do this. And they're like, no, no, if you ever want to do anything new, you don't do anything new. You just do all the same shit that everyone's already seen, uh, including the Emperor and lightsabers and the uh -huh. Death Star uh -huh. and you know, all that. And he's like, okay, I got it. I got it. So the point being is that maybe the beginning had a different tone to it and was kind of weird, like Kylo going in this like, journey to mustafar was grandfather which i think could have been cool if he'd gone to the castle and like had this kind of opening somber opening with just him but it, it, it yeah. hops it starts hopping and immediately you're just like thrust into this like movie where all it is is a constant search for fucking mcguffins and, and by a mcguffin for those that are the uninitiated uh it, it's like a, a device in a film that moves the plot along that's not independently important so the ark of the covenant and indiana jones uh most action movies in fact most star wars movies have a mcguffin at some point but like the map to Luke Skywalker in The Force Awakens. Rosebud. Rosebud is the classic example, the, the sled in Citizen Kane. Uh, spoiler alert, it's a sled. But <laughs> uh, it's also the name of the bar in the AMC chain of theaters. Is it? So oh, cool. You might find yourself those, at those, some of those film nerds. Those yeah. film nerds. <laughs> Filmists. Uh, yeah, exactly. But anyway, too many MacGuffins. What, what, what was one thing that you liked uh, about this film? Uh, I would say that possibly. The best blue note in the oh, film very was nice. the battle on the Death Star. What'd you like about it? I believe you told me it was your favorite lightsaber fight since Empire. Is that right? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was like what we've been waiting for. So that felt good. Uh, it wasn't just a whole bunch of... Like they weren't throwing objects at each other from across the room and they weren't a bunch of backup baddies who were terribly choreographed fighters who were just getting wiped out needlessly. It was like, it was a one-on-one -on -one battle. Uh, they were in a very cool environment and you could tell throughout parts of it that they didn't actually want to kill each other, but they went for it. And then Ray like was that I, I shouldn't even say it the Mary Sue uh, mm. she 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 beat him she killed him and then she saved him and then uh, ran off but uh, I really enjoyed it I thought I thought it was well done I thought it was uh, a high note in a movie that I did not really enjoy so the, I had to pull that piece out and in fact the scene leading up to that you know the scene when she goes to the Death Star and then the dumbest herself. scene in the movie the <laughs> dumbest scene in the movie pr immediately prior to <laughs> the, the battle that I love I like the but scene right prior double... <laughs> I, 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 I don't like her fighting then... herself <laughs> yeah oh yeah she does the golem thing <laughs> yeah 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 so but I'm talking I'm talking about that I'm talking about this scene that I'm going to show right now Look at yourself. You wanted to prove to my mother that you were a Jedi, but you've proven something else. You can't go back to her now. Like, I can't. Give it to me. The dark side is in our nature. Surrender to it. So, Adam Driver saves these movies from what could be just slop uh and, and is by far i mean as sean alluded to earlier the best part of this movie and he's been the best part of all the movies and he's he's the only reason to see he's the only person who seems to care uh when it comes to these movies sometimes when there's these scenes he treats it like he's in hamlet man this guy's like doing the damn thing uh 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the the point in that part where his voice cracks when he talks about how he can't go back to Leia, you know, like a, it's little mm-hmm. things like that, that, I mean, I, we're going to look back and be like, that was a damn good performance in a movie, in a bunch of movies that like don't necessarily demand that sort of performance. Mm-hmm. So I, Somebody I like needs to do the ultimate cut, just Adam driver, the Adam driver portions of this. this I'm sure story. that it already exists. That uh, needs to happen. Yeah. But you know, he, he's great. And he's the best part of this movie again. And he, he, even this role in this one isn't as good as the other two. I didn't think uh, it's not as well written. Just, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, but it just didn't seem as good. But he was doing his best, and leading into that fight, it is a good part of the movie, and it makes sense they would go to the Death Star. I, I don't hate that scene. I hate how they get there. I hate how the fucking <laughs> dagger lines up with a piece of moving wreckage. Uh, and I, I mean, honestly, like, it's completely bizarre. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, if, this is one of those movies where it's a perfect example of um, every movie has holes in it where none of it, like everything happens conveniently. Of course, it's a movie, you know, people meet each other when they otherwise wouldn't. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. But when enough of those little things start to happen, eventually your brain realizes that it's like slowly but surely like, wait a minute, that happened and then that happened and then mm-hmm. that happened. And once enough of those happen, your brain can't like realize like that it's that it's you can't even like buy into it anymore. And this mm-hmm. is an, an example of like the little things throughout that just bother you and like keep going. Yeah. Like, wait, yeah. how, how'd that dagger work? Wait, how'd they even find the dagger? <sighs> oh yeah. The wayfinder. What's the wayfinder? And, and he speaks you know, Sith, but he can't tell them. Right. And like, it says. And, and how does everyone know what Sith is? I mean, like, yeah. you know, I mean, it, I think, I, yeah, I totally agree. And, and on top of that, I think where they shoot themselves in the foot even further here is like the, Oh, which stormtrooper? Like, is that Prince Harry in that stormtrooper mask? Oh, that one must be uh, Ed Sheeran, right? Mm. And and like people are at that point when you get into those scenes, you're not in the scene anymore. You're thinking about that. And and one part right now, like so, Adam Driver. Unless you had seen Girls, you didn't really know who he was in the first movie, and you maybe didn't even know who he was by the second movie. But now it's Adam Driver up there. Mm. All I can think of when I see him walk on the screen is John Oliver saying. Break my knees, you unscalable redwood! Like people are in love with Adam Driver, <laughs> and and now we're watching a great Adam Driver performance. We're not watching Kylo Ren redemption arc. We're watching. We're enjoying an actor that we've seen in several other things at this point. So I think that I think on top of everything that you're talking about, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot with the guest appearances, with Wedge Antilles coming back, with all that, and they've got a familiar face now who is basically leading the series and oscar isaac could have been that guy but poe is just he's no han solo so you just don't you don't care although now that he is a spice he was a spice smuggler in his previous life so i'm sure they crossed paths oh you know disney plus show right there right man yeah everything's like that's what uh, ivy and i were watching it yesterday and she's like i feel like every little component is a disney plus show like every little like moment where you're like why'd that need to be in there it's like literally Mm -hmm. to spin off a television series which is soulless shit man like that's like what are we even doing here uh i, I did like um, i think I, I honestly support it though if what they're doing is they're trying to raise enough money to buy kathleen kenny out of disney yeah get her kathleen out kennedy of out of disney if, if there's like a hundred billion dollar clause in her contract or something like that do whatever it takes please it's so weird because i really respect her for defending ryan johnson being like you do what you want to do you know write your script direct your movie we're going to pay you the money and we're going to support your vision and then, but the second there was any backlash, and, and mind you, it was all fan Reddit backlash. It wasn't critical backlash. The critics were like, "This might be the best Star Wars movie ever made." Like, uh, you know, in terms of like the art of cinema, you know, and, and like, but the fans were like, "Well, I didn't think Luke should have been like that." And it, what's been talked about a lot, and what one thing that I don't know if you and I have talked about is the fact that the decisions that were made in the Last Jedi that led us to, to here were mostly in response to the decisions made in The Force Awakens by JJ. Right. He sent Luke Skywalker away to an island by himself, uh, pissed off. You know, in The Force Awakens, it's revealed that he's walked away from everything. And what, and we know that Luke Skywalker is is the most selfless hero that's ever existed. And you know, that was, in fact, what Mark Hamill thought when he was mad about The Last Jedi. Right. He was like, that's not Luke Skywalker. That's not what he would do. But yeah. Ryan didn't decide that. You know, J.J. put Luke on the island and said he walked away from everything. And Ryan was left with the pieces to explain why Luke Skywalker would be there, stay there, mm-hmm. and not even not go save Han Solo, which the one thing we know is that he leaves to go save his friends. So, like, why would he act completely out of character? Yeah. The reason is because he's, he's, he's not himself, you know? And, and so he, he actually wrote a compelling arc, I thought. But 
let me let that segue me to this movie. What is anyone's arc in this movie? Like, what what does any of the what do any of the characters want besides to beat defeat the bad guys to go get the next thing in the jig to find the next thing in the jig to beat the bad guys? What does anyone want? I could tell you everything that everyone wants. I could tell you what Ray wants. I could tell you what Ray wants. Kylo, play that play. No, well, play that scene again. Play the play the Death Star. Look at yourself. You wanted to prove to my mother that you were a Jedi, but you've proven something else. You can't go back to her now. Like, I can't. Give it to me. Okay, all right, all right. Give it to me. Yeah, she Give sounds like the, uh, she sounds like the, uh, the guy, the prisoner in the Dark Knight, when he's, like, uh, talking about the remote or whatever, and he's like, Give it to me. <laughs> when talking about like on the ferry at the end, I don't know. Maybe that's what yeah. she was going for. JJ I'm was like, hey, do "What you should have done a long time ago, yeah. ten minutes ago." Give it ten to minutes me. ago. <laughs> Dark Knight. Uh, 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 to if last. you could give me, give me your gun gun, your dark, your boss Nos uh, clip where he just goes <laughs> back to back to back. Do that. Intersperse that with the dark or with uh, the Joker going. <laughs> Why don't you do that, that too? I just did. Okay. And give me that. Give me Ray saying, give it to me four times in a row. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> give, make that a gift for me. Give it to me. Give it to me. All right. Uh, I don't need to make smut in my office. Brett, you, you make that on your own time. Uh, what else do you like about this movie? I like Claude. Claude shows up for like literally seven seconds. Oh on the. Where, how does he fix anything? What does he use? What appendage does he use to fix Whatever it is that they asked him if he fixes at the beginning. What does he do? Like they literally built. Is he this telekinetic? Thing. Probably he's a Jedi. I'm sure he's like a fucking Sith mm. too. I'm sure there's someone, some <laughs> nerd out there that's come up with a whole like backstory. It's about Jar Jar it. in a slug costume. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, but like, it, they, is that what he sounds like? They just built this whole fucking thing. I think, and yeah. He doesn't do I anything. Goes, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Like. They, then they sh- they t- he's on the Falcon with them. Like I, I, that's yep. clear to me. They cut out he's scenes. He's like Jerry right? in the Office. Yeah. They're not the Office. He's like Jerry in Parks and Rec. I like him. That's though. who he reminds me. Yeah, of. yeah. He farted. Yeah, you like Jerry. I I, I like. Uh, all right, so I liked him. It made sense that Kylo would go to the Sith Temple, right? That this like ancient Sith Temple. It made sense mm-hmm. that that he would seek out some sort of Sith relics. It did not make sense the Emperor would be there, but I did like the tone of it as he like approached the, you know, and like he flies through the weird like red star thing. Then he lands there and he like walks under that cube. Like the tone of it, I liked. I was like, okay, like a- that's what we've been waiting for for 42 years. Like is, is the bigger picture of the Sith yeah. and the Jedi and everything. Like Ryan Johnson led us in that direction with the Sith temple and the books and what could have been in there. And then we get this opening scene where it's like, oh, he's he's fulfilling this Sith legend that we've heard about. He's showing us what this deeper world is, where this knowledge comes from, why anybody would even pursue these things. And then it's it's Palpatine. Wouldn't it? Darth Sidious. At last, my boy. <laughs> and he's got like, okay, let's talk Palpatine. Was he a clone? Was it, And by the way, you got the fucking guy from Lost being like, Sith magic cloning, only the Sith, the Sith, blah blah blah, like throwaway line about how he could be back. And also, everyone's like, "Oh, Palpatine's back!" Like whatever, and, and they just like accept it. They're not like, yeah. "How the fuck did that happen?" Mm-hmm. It would seem to me what that we've been be like, fighting for if everybody could just come back to life. I know, I know. Like, but everyone just kind of like one guy goes like, "Wait, it can't be," and then someone else goes, uh, <laughs> "Sith magic." And everyone's like, well, okay. <laughs> then, like, that's it, you know? And I guess you could argue that scenes happen that we don't see that people, like, trying to figure it out. But And it's a moot point at that point. But it, it wouldn't it have been... Uh, okay, let's talk Palpatine right now. And, and then I'll go about, like, a different... What I would have... If I'd have written the script. So, Palpatine. Clone? Or dark magic? Sith magic? Or what? what's that body? Because we saw his body get eviscerated in the second Death Star. And then this Death Star exploded. So we think, I think it's a clone, right? And if that's the case, then why are that? Why is it the body fucked up? Like, why would you cl- put yourself in a clone body that's like, oh, that's also fucked up? If you can just clone yourself and transfer your consciousness, why do you not just like move your consciousness to a new clone body, like a fit Palpatine, every time you use that body up? Like, 
you know, Palpatine it, raises his shirt up like on Step Brothers, like when <laughs> like when Ben from the Office is in the treehouse, yeah, and like raises his shirt up and has a glistening six pack. He got like yeah, he's got like I heard Kylo Ren has an eight pack. <laughs> uh, answer your own question for me because I have no idea why you would believe that based on what you just asked me. Why do you believe he's a clone? Uh, I know he's a clone. The, the The novelization actually revealed that. So what? I know, I know. So, but but okay. But what did you think he was? How could you possibly have made me hate this movie even more? Like, how could you have just done that? Sorry, man. Who what wrote did you... this? Uh, some guy. Some white guy, I'm sure. Steve Karpyshek. Oh, yeah. He, I, I forgot. I pulled a picture of him. Yeah. Give it to him. me. Give it to him. Give it to me. All right. What did you think he was? Uh, I, I thought I thought it was just his body reconstituted, reconstituted through the dark side. Because what what we see when he gets thrown down the shaft is an explosion. We don't see Palpatine anything happen to him. We just see an explosion that rises up. So I imagine that his body got blown apart and his whatever Sith soul just pulled himself back together enough so that he could uh, drop through a garbage chute and land on a TIE fighter and float away or whatever it took to get him out of there. I don't know. But I, I think that I think that's what happened. Yeah. I, I'm not even like, it's not necessarily that he's back. Like I get Worth it. It's magical shit. Yeah, yeah. Like and, fucking crazy. Yeah. Right. So, I, I get how it's like a yada yada thing, whatever. He's back. Who cares? He's back. You know, however he came back, he's back to sit there powerful, blah, blah. Uh, but, but then, you know, you go through all this rigmarole of like showing the Snoke clones floating in the fucking jars, you know, like, like you, you had like a, a, a frog in a jar when you were like, you know, in biology class. And mm -hmm. it, it led me to think like, why did he go through the whole exercise of creating a fake stand in for himself when he just could have been himself leading the exact thing that he was ultimately going to lead? Mm -hmm. Why did he need another decrepit old guy to sit on the throne? You know what I mean? Like he could have just been himself. Yeah. Like, I, I, why do you know? No, I don't. I, don't, I know what you mean. I don't know anything. The answer is th uh, this is even more Snoke? like they didn't know that they didn't know this is what they were going to do because there's no reason for Snoke to exist if this is what was happening. Like he, he serves no purpose. And in fact, it's a more of a an explanation of why I hated Snoke to begin with is he was quite literally a, a Snoke stand in or a Palpatine stand in. I was like, this is the same character. Yeah. I don't care about him. I care about Kylo. He's a new cool character. Like, I feel like the the drama that you can do here is much better. So yeah, I mean, ugh, dude, I, I just, Did, I can't remember. I, I assumed that it was, and I thought that I saw that it was, but the snow clones had the same fucked up face, right? In yeah. the tank. Yeah. They all look the same. So that doesn't make sense to me because if Snoke has been a clone or was developed by the emperor this whole time, uh, Luke it's revealed in the comic books, extended universe that Luke is the one who fucked up Snoke's face. Like, Luke did that to Snoke. So mm -hmm. either this clone came about, either he like went back and recloned a Snoke. I see where you're going. Who was already, they completely messed that up in the movie and they just covered it up in the comic book. Like, the opportunity to fix it. Hey, you're breaking up. Your face is frozen. Am I frozen? Hmm. You are frozen. Now you're good. Uh, you're slowly coming back. You got to get some better internet, bro. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. Yeah. I've got Google Fiber right. 1 gig. I can't get better internet. Uh, well, apparently not. Uh, all right. So, yes, they fucked that up. That's Coronavirus. Like they, they don't, they, they don't even know their own. They don't even know their own fucking, like, their own canon. You know? like They know. Their, like, they just don't care. <laughs> they just don't care. Oh, we'll get there soon. Uh, yeah. So I liked when everyone lo everyone looked back at C three PO and we're like, "Shut the fuck up, bro." I like that. I liked yeah. uh, I liked in the the stormtrooper occupation of Kajimi. That was like I like to see like what it was like when the stormtroopers were actually occupying a particular area. You know, when they were actually like uh, the World War II era stuff. World War II, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and so I liked that. I would have liked to see more of that. Like that, I think that could have been a really cool thing. And in fact. 
uh, in the original episode nine script, which I've read, there was a lot more of that. There was a lot more occupation and the kind of the feeling of what a wartime would feel like in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that a fucking, battles. there were star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I liked how a fucking monkey put Kylo's uh, helmet back together. Like, <laughs> like it's just like so stupid, but okay. I love it. It, it literally uh, makes a monkey sound. It goes like, great ape. Not a monkey. It's a great ape. A great ape. Excuse me. I just thought that was fucking hilarious. He just shows up. He's like an, like a welding ape. Like, uh, <laughs> well, it's the little pig man from Cloud City. Yeah, that would make more sense. But no, they had to have a monkey do it. I'm sorry. A great ape. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of everything. I like the Death Star wreckage. Like using her climbing skills to get up there. I liked the, you know, the, the it did have another kind of a little bit of a horror movie feel to it. Nothing like much else, man. What what else did you like? You're fra- freezing again. Hmm. Damn You're back. You're back. You're back. God. Uh, did you? What was the last thing you said? Did you hear What'd my? You like? What I like? Yeah. What else did you like about the movie? Mm-hmm. That was like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> what? See, now, like, uh, I know you're just faking that. Storm's coming up, honey. You better get home quick. All right. Uh, so what are the things you dislike then? I, uh, the whole plot. Mm. Uh, Mm. Ray being a Palpatine, uh, her double bladed foldable lightsaber. Why didn't you like Um, her being a Palpatine? Like, what specifically didn't you like about that? I don't know why that it why it was a thing. Like, I don't I don't know why they felt that they ever needed to make her a Palpatine, like why they needed to fix the fact that she came from nowhere or why she had to be tied in. Like other than when Kylo Ren says, uh, we're a diet. Like my Darth Vader was my, I'm the son of the daughter of Darth Vader and you're the daughter of the scene. It was not worth this stupid explanation of where Ray came from and why her parents never came back. And any of that, I thought it was one of the most necessary things about wrapping up this trilogy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it had to happen. Like, I don't know why that's one of the things they had to fix for Ryan Johnson. Um, I didn't like the light speed skipping. I didn't like uh, C3P. You're breaking up again. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do here. I'm inching closer to, to the Wi-Fi router. Yeah, you need you you need to be as close as possible. You need to light speed skip over there. You need to have Babu Freak <laughs> uh, commit a bypass so you can get better internet. Yeah, Babu Freak. Uh, Babu Freak. Uh, when he goes, hey, hey, it's like such a ridiculous <laughs> character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like Wedge Antilles, and I didn't like uh, the the key that gets you anywhere in the universe. A little chip, a circle chip. Uh, oh yeah, the first order medallion. Like, How does that work? Is it like yeah. are, if you were an enemy of the state? If you're an enemy of the state and you just show that to them, they're like, "Oh, you've got that." So so you get to do whatever. I don't like how the the. Jedi Hunter's ship was there for 30 years without anybody scrapping it. Like the first thing that ever happens on any of these planets is shit gets scrapped. Like <laughs> yeah. shit yeah. just wouldn't be sitting there waiting for them to reactivate it. Like perched on top of a ledge. Like, like yeah, yeah like, it, was, it wasn't was, even like dumbest things. Yeah, it wasn't hidden. Yeah. It's not like his his Mercedes speeder that was sunk in. <laughs> yes, the yes. Dude, the, the, the Mercedes they looked like a jalopy. And like the, the Sith Eternal thing literally looked like a Mercedes sign. <laughs> C3PO is like, oh, the sign of a, a Sith Eternal. And I'm like, oh, cool. Inventing new shit for just this oh, movie. Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, no, just tying them even more in with the Reich. Dude, and and, and what about the two million Sith people? 
or yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. That was just what a cheap plot device like that. And, and, Why? Yeah, I know, I know. Now, okay, I need to go take my meds. Also, I need to chill out. Literally, right? Like, so they had this. Ep- they had this epic battle, good and evil, over mm, of over every Sith versus every Jedi, but living in one person. And, and you have <laughs> at, at the end of it, right? The smoke cleared. No one's dead except for the three, except for Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Princess Leia. Right. So like they didn't even like kill anybody. There were no consequences except for three elderly people that were nearing death anyway, passed away. Mm-hmm. And they also happened to be the three legacy characters from four, five, six, but no one else died. Not Poe, not even three PO. They couldn't even kill three PO dude. Like there's no actual stakes to any of this. Like they have this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Kylo died. Okay. It's a video game. Like yeah, it, it, it is. It's like you get to play it as many times until you satisfy all the facts. It's comic books. Really, I'd say it's more of like comic books even. Like nobody's ever dead in a comic book. No, the universe is never set. Well, it's it's not even like a comic book in the sense that there's just multiple like universes or whatever. You know, this is like, I thought video games because the the way it was paced and how fast it was going and like it felt like you were playing a Star Wars video game more than watch a cohesive story. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, I read at a ninth grade level, so comic books do go fast. Oh, well, that's what matters. Yeah, as long as you're honest about that. Uh, why is Lando on that random planet for ten years? Like what? Like there's literally nothing there except for those aliens that have like burning. Why wouldn't he go if he knew that they were there to kill Ray's parents? Why wouldn't he go get Ray? Why wouldn't he go like grab her from? I know the planet. Why wouldn't he be with Han like searching for clue like? He just decides to exile himself to that planet for no reason. Uh, I mean, honestly, his trick knee probably kept him from exiting the planet. Yeah, and, maybe so. In the dementia. Maybe he didn't know he was there for 10 years. He really, really is not. I mean, Billy D is a smooth cat, but tough hang for <laughs> Billy D in this movie. He like is, I feel like missing the tone of most of the scenes. Like he, he he's like still doing the. Yeah, if they would have put Donald Glover in it, yeah, like, right, just like put some aging makeup on or whatever. Like he was like, "Yeah, I was with them. We were tracking an old Jedi hunter." Huh? <laughs> and I'm like, "This is a dour scene." Like you, <laughs> like, ugh, dude. I mean, if we learned anything from this movie, we know it's like pulling Muhammad Ali out on stage at 97 years old and having him raise his hand shakily <laughs> into the sky. <laughs> Who would do that? Uh, some stupid organization <laughs> for sure. All right, so the theme of this movie is is you're not your name or your lineage, right? Like, Luke Skywalker gives that message, like, no one cared you were Palpatine. We both knew it, which, by the way, makes them liars they knew. for seven and eight. They didn't care. Yeah, they, they just yeah. didn't care. They just didn't care. And, uh, but then that's, so that's the supposed theme of the movie. But then also, says this movie, you have to be related to someone, a notable Jedi line, direct lineage, in order to be powerful. Uh, and, and not only that, but she chooses another famous bloodline last name to adopt at the end. So it, it, it is literally, as, as I've heard people say, at war with its own themes in the same movie. Like, yeah. you can't have a character say, a sage wisdom character say, your last name doesn't matter, and then have the last name matter. And then not only that, but her choose another last name that matters at the end. Like, it just doesn't make sense. That's not... You gotta go one way or the, the other. Some racist cop who doesn't get anything at the end of the movie, then be the guy who puts all the pieces together and is suddenly socially aware. I don't get that reference. I don't watch movies. <laughs> uh, what else I got here? Everybody, three billboards. Oh, okay, okay. Sam and I differ on. Except for you character. didn't. Except for we'll, we'll, hey, we'll go back to the tape, man. You 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 were a big fan back when we watched it originally. Uh, let me also talk about Luke's hair. You have uh, the ability to edit the tape. Trust nothing. Luke's hair. It looks different in this movie when he's a ghost. Now, why? Like, why? Why does his hair look longer and more luscious in this movie? Why was Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, old fat Anakin replaced with Caden Christensen. That doesn't make sense either. But the point is, why does George just get to go back and change whatever he wants? Why do, they just did it in the movie ahead of time this time, so there wouldn't have to be any re-releases. I think George Lucas is constantly having an acid flashback, and so like he can't like he can't like function in regular society. And he thinks he was a nom, but he wasn't because he was probably like had too much asthma or something. And the, but that's their excuse, right? What's your excuse? Sequel trilogy, like once you've exnayed old George out of there, man. Like ugh. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know what your question was, but I could literally say anything, and it would make just as much sense as the choices that they've made. In so, this so Ray buries the saber in Tatooine, the, the Leia and Luke saber. Uh, why? On the Lars farm. Why? Like, what? What meaning does that farm have to Leia? She's never even been there. What meaning does that have to Luke? It was literally where he was basically enslaved. It was actually probably the source of his worst memories. She can't bury it on Leia's home planet because it doesn't exist anymore. My my point is, I don't think that it needed to be buried anywhere. I think those lightsabers should have been taken to the New Jedi Temple, which would mm-hmm. I which would I have loved, which I would have loved to see at the end, and then enshrined in either an, an exhibit at the temple or used as instructor devices on how to build lightsabers because you're going to fucking need that when you're trying to do this. Like I understand she has the text. The, the Kaplan course Jedi text that she took between episodes eight and nine. But, you know, like would have been nice to have those sabers. Instead, she buried them at, at a place that has no significant meaning to really anybody. Like, especially Maybe her. That's the point. Because she, for most of her life, and so she was burying them where they would never be found. And Honestly, though, would like, she... what, if some, what if some young dark leaning Padawan grabbed that lightsaber or stole it and then used it for evil things or because there's all these force memories like when it called to her and she touched it and she had these flashbacks of all these things that didn't actually happen uh, what if that happened with a young Padawan in the future and he decided that he wanted to be the next Darth Sidious are you talking about if if they had the lightsabers at the future temple, for they example. The temple. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they were accessible in any way, or if anybody knew where they well, were. Well, there's going to be lightsabers. You know, what I mean, I, I, this way. Yeah, it's lightsabers, but these are okay. I get, I get the act of burying them. Even I'll give you that. They're but, but why there? She, how does she even know that he was from there? Like the they, oh, Okay. Yeah, I mean that's really the, it. Really is the the answer when it comes down to what the fuck does any of this mean? Like it's just such a overt. Whoa. The fans would want this and to happen. Whoa. Force ghosts. Like when I say the force, I didn't mean it, but Luke yeah. is around as a force ghost. Luke is lifting X wings. Yeah, is he can do anything. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. He could literally be. He might as well be yeah. there, right? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. necessarily <laughs> care about that. Like the, I don't care about the new force abilities, like the healing thing, whatever. Like I, Star Wars has always done that. They've always added new force powers to every movie, and like whatever. That's just that's part of it. Usually, it's to get themselves out of plot things you know and, and like uh i'm fine with that but like the the force goes being able to do everything is like are they no one ever really dies which i guess is a is a theme of, of these the sequel trilogy which is fine but you know I, I there were just so many everything in this movie everything in this movie existed purely to 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 rebut all the decisions made in episode eight and they should have known that when trying to do that, they wouldn't make an independently good movie. There's just no way. You can't make essentially an entire sequel trilogy in one movie. Like, you just can't do it. You can't put three movies in one movie. And it felt like that. And, and so they should have thought, rather than try to do that and, and please this really loud minority, we should try to make our, the best to make a good movie that feels like Star Wars that is a sequel to episodes seven and eight, you know? And they even bring back the like the stuff that people like in in eight like the the force time, which I, I think is great between Kylo and and Ray. She ends the connection at the end of eight, like very it's very purposeful. Like and in fact, it's he uses the visual of the Falcon door closing on their connection. You know when she severs it at the end of eight, and somehow it's just back now. Like just because they liked it and they needed they needed them back to have conversations. Snatches the necklace off of her. Right, it's back like, and they can. I mean, he not only is it back, but it's like stronger. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's, it's you can literally do anything. Right, and, and okay, like you can pass things back and forth, you know, through that bond. They have they're a dyad, whatever. Okay, lightsaber like, fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's it's. I do you think JJ when he assembled the cut of this movie was like shit man like you know like you surely it's kind of like when you write a paper like you wrote all night in, in uh, undergrad and you wrote this this paper and you, you cranked it out and you're like, okay that you know that sucked but now i've got 10 pages and then you do that read through and you're like oh yeah. my god you know like that this is as bad as it could have been and you have that like wash over you where you realize it's bad and then you're like well i guess that makes sense i did just like fucking fly by the seat of my pants and crush this thing out that's, I mean, surely yeah. he felt like that, right? Like, 
there's no way you watch this movie and think that's a good product. Has and that's he what, shown any remorse in any way, shape, or form? Like, no, they, they tried to spin it as they made a movie for the fans. But no, you just made a really bad movie. Like, you made a really bad, poorly written, poorly directed movie that has no heart. And the biggest sin of this is that it now is the ending to all of this, right? That not only... It, it, it's kind of like how when Phantom Menace came out and everyone hated it, everyone was at least like, well, we've got four, five, six, you know? Like we've got the conclusion of this supposed six, you know, six film thing. And they're good. That's why we fell in love with Star Wars. But now I've got nine, which is a conclusion to, to these eight. And it sucks. Like it, it's not good. And the biggest crime is that it like colors how I view all of the other ones now. Right? Like when I watch episode six now, I'm thinking about how Palpatine isn't dead. And not only that, he's like in a zombie body for the next 30 years. And then when I see Snoke, mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's just Palpatine doing that. That's dumb. Why isn't he just doing that? Like mm -hmm. and it, it colors the way that I watch the other movies that that is what really sucks about it. Or I know there's another Palpatine out there. Like, you know, or when I see Ray, like uh, in, in episode seven and eight, like struggling with her identity, I'm like, Oh, she's just a Palpatine. Like, there's not even like a, a really good like uh, like really good moments to spend of her really grappling with that right like they he tells her that she's like fuck she's like well I don't want to be a Palpatine like I'm, I'm not gonna like accept him as like a wouldn't it have been cool to like have her actually grapple with that like at all I mean but she didn't said she just did a really awesome force jump into the Millennium Falcon into. Yeah, off yeah, of the yeah. Death Star and her off of the Star Destroyer, whatever they're called these days. I don't know. No idea. I mean, I, I literally this movie is just it, it's it's bad the, too. The indicator uh, or something? What's I don't know what his ship is. <laughs> the meat shovel, I think, is what it's called. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, that's a that's a thing. I different thing I watched last night. Uh, so you know, Moneyball? tough beat, tough beat. I did watch uh, like half a Moneyball that day on your account. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. I love I love reading that script actually. Aaron Sorkin, great screenwriter. Uh really, really great script. Yeah, we all know that. Don't pump up his ego. He knows. Uh Parasite, I just watched recently, and this is actually relevant. Why? Because if you let one You're like Alex Jones right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you, people. Hit the hit the basement. Buy gold. All right, we're back. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Parasite. J.J. Uh, Abrams is 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 Kevin. He brings in all these people for uh, you. Let him in, and then he brings all these people in, like Carrie Russell, to do absolutely nothing, and mm. Don Monaghan, who I love in Lord of the Rings. I'll say that. But what does he add to the series besides? It's magic. It's magic. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What do any of those scenes add, man? I just. What it's is bad. It's such a dumb movie, dude. Like it, it really sucks. Like, and I don't know. I mean, I maybe kids like it, but also like, just go watch the Avengers. Like, go watch all these great Marvel movies. You know, like, don't yeah. waste your time on this. Like, I'm gonna yeah. have to show my kids this, and and that sucks. Like, you know, like it's not even like the the prequels, which have some kind of weird like bad cult following. They're so bad, it's like you know. But this was the weird level of bad, where it's like. Yeah, you know, like it, it's just Jupiter not ascending. like yeah. this or Jupiter ascending, Titan A, After Earth, whatever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You those movies. Yeah, you might as well just show your kids those movies. Yeah, you're right. It's just like a generic sci-fi movie that has no heart to it. Like um, this is the case of Old Yeller, right? You just stop the movie after episode six, or you stop the series after episode six. Don't say murder your child. Happy. On the wood, take him out behind the shed. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not the kid that has to go. It's, it's these Frankenstein creation movies. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's like man. JJ. I'll show. I'll show him Star Trek. I'll show my my son Star Trek. That's fine. It's well, he wrote the script. He wrote the script too. So like that. That's that's I think where he. Well, and also the Chris. I, I should also lay some blame on Chris Terrio's. Uh, co-screenwriting credit. I think he was mostly the writer. The writer of such classics as Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Shouldn't we have known? I mean, I think all the signs were there, right? Like, and in, in, in the like, making of anybody hire Zack Snyder anymore. Like, what? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, the crazy what thing are about doing people. The crazy thing about uh, 
Chris Terrios, he also wrote Argo, won a fucking Oscar. Like he won, an, he has an Oscar for best for a best screenwriter in Oscar. Like, which is wild that he then goes and writes uh, Batman vs Superman. But the the thing about him is in the in the documentary he was talking about how when they started to break the story they realized that that really this whole thing is about a story between the skywalkers and the palpatines that's really what it's about and so he was like so we honestly couldn't imagine not bringing the emperor back and like when he said that i was like really chris like could you really not have imagined not bringing him back like do you do you really like it it was like if i think if you held the camera on him a little longer his eye would have started twitching and then it would have been revealed like he's a fucking android like yeah exactly like mm-hmm. He would have like like milk would have poured down from his tear duct like from Blade Runner and yeah. like Westworld where the fly is just on his eyeball just yeah exactly, exactly exactly I'm like and his head just fucking explodes and uh, <laughs> but anyway it, it's tough beat uh, what I'd like to do though is um, it's a tough beat with unlimited resources behind it how do you fuck up how do you fuck this up do you have literally unlimited resources mm-hmm. people wouldn't even be mad if you delayed it three months they're still gonna make a billion dollars in the box office for sure. They're Literally no reason. Yeah, it felt rushed too. I mean, it did. It Why did feel like n- not completed too, which is the another weird aspect. It didn't need to be rushed out. The uh, the way you don't fuck this up is you let the original guy direct it, and you let him at least make a. You let him make his movie. You know, like that. It that feels like a sequel to seven and eight. Doesn't feel like backtracking everything. And uh, and in fact, that's a good segue to. I, I, we're gonna read the the original episode nine script. You and I, titled Duel of Fates, written by Colin Trevorrow and Derek Conley. Uh, 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 yeah, and he's going to do the Duel of the Fates, John Williams. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And we're going to do a review of that. <laughs> we're, then we're going to do a review of that, and we're going to compare and contrast the plot of that mm-hmm. versus this. Uh, uh, so that's looking for our next episode. We're going to do a, a Star Wars movie that didn't actually fucking come out. But, but, but damn it. I've read that script before, and I'm going to read it again. It is a way better sequel. It's not a perfect movie, but it is a way better sequel. And uh, and we'll talk why in the next episode. Uh, do you have anything, last parting thoughts on Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Disney? Oh, man. Did I get all my thoughts out? Yeah, get all your thoughts uh, out. This is your forum uh, right now. You're on the fucking podium right now. You have the mm-hmm. chance to get all your thoughts mm-hmm. out. I would say this trilogy couldn't have ended any worse if they had had Kylo Ren just laying on the ground and they slowly zoomed in on his eyeball. And that was it. Storm's coming up, Annie. You better get home quick. I wish you would have had... Where's your lost gifts or your... uh, what else did he direct? What else has he written? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't stand JJ. I don't, I'm out. I'm out. And with that, I'm out on this podcast as well. Goodbye. May the force be with you. And with you. Always.